Welcome to Cancelled. We are back on a gloomy, gray Austin afternoon at the wonderful Permanent Record Studios. We're back. We're talking dark room. My, uh, my God, this show's terrible. Uh, I, well, no, here's the thing. Actually, all right, Adam Ravis here. I liked some of it, and then I absolutely hated a fair amount. I did not like – once again, I hated the first episode. Um, I kind of liked the second part of the first. I kind of liked the weird soldier PTSD Mile A Massacre episode <laughs> that was like I, way too dark. I was so fucking bored and that was so long. It was very long. Um, it was maybe the longest of them because, the first, what, because the, the first episode, the first story of the first episode is by far the shortest that yes. we've had yet. And uh, the most right. – we'll get to it in a second. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. How's things? <laughs> How, uh, what are you up to? How's things? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we're about to go get ready for Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. Nice. As soon you as I get home. Where you, oh, are you cooking? Yeah, I'm cooking. Uh, it's just uh, my girlfriend and I are going to just have dinner. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got a smallish turkey. Go. Kind of like five sides. You know, oh, the usual. Nice. Yeah, for two well, people. Yeah, yeah, but I don't – but we want to have a it's little bit of everything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You got to do it up. Yeah. I ain't doing shit. going to have a lot of leftovers. Yeah, that's also good. Yeah. That's like half the part of Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I'm, I ain't doing shit. I'm working tomorrow, so whatever. I don't – it don't matter. Uh, that being said – Actually, let's get into this fucking show because, all right, first off, I want to say I'm getting more into the James Coburn opening sequences in that I enjoy that he was clearly on set for maybe two days, like a day and a half. Like oh, yeah. At most, he shot all oh, of my. those back to back. Oh, yeah. That, that Just was... drinking bourbon the whole time, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they I – wonder, I wonder how many of those intros were left on the cutting room floor because they all seem so – tenuously tied to the stories that most of them are not tied at all right right yeah. so they probably just came up with like 20 like ideas of thing creepy things vaguely to do with photography that yeah, james yeah, coburn yeah. could say yeah, yeah and we'll figure out how to tie them up to whatever these writers could come up with for, for sure uh there was one i think it's the second episode where he's talking like this the the uh first short story in the second episode where he's talking about like uh a camera gets uh, lights in, gets in the film oh, is yeah. ruined or whatever, and then this. Uh, well, you know, let's get to the second okay, episode. Okay. We get to that episode. Let's start with the first episode. I do remember exactly what he where, said. Uh, we'll get to that. But okay, here's okay. what I'd like to say before we get to that part: the first episode starts, and like you say, oh, they have to come up with like yeah. creepy things related to photography. Yeah. Before, Sometimes not to do with photography yeah. at all. For instance, he just has a meat cleaver and some apples. Oh yeah, it he doesn't just, make any. You sense. see an apple on a cutting board, and then a meat cleaver. <laughs> Cuts it into. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back a little bit before then sure, because sure, I sure. noticed this in the title sequence. It, the camera like zooms around the yeah, empty yeah. house and then it pulls up to just outside of the dark room. Right. And it's red lit in the hallway. Like the dark room has the red well, light. Like, not the hallway. Why does the hallway of outside of it have a red light? <laughs> I did not notice that at all. <laughs> I guess we're supposed to think maybe it's like creeping out of like from underneath the door or whatever, but the whole point of a dark room is you don't let shit out, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. sealed. Uh, <laughs> I did not even catch that. Yeah. That's hilarious. But yeah, he goes in, he's it starts when he's like, Oh, this you know, people consider this a weapon as a meat cleaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they would. He goes, Cause you can make applesauce out of anybody. I don't think that's how you make applesauce. I don't think you use a meat cleaver to make applesauce. Right, right. He just cuts the apple in half and says, well, yeah, you can make applesauce out of that. I'm like, not. it's not any closer to applesauce than it was when it was whole. You could chop an apple, I guess. Yeah, you cut it in half. That's not sauce (laughs) at all. But he goes on to say – You don't mince the apple with a knife. That's not how applesauce is made. (laughs) It's not knife-based, that process. Uh, but he takes that and he go, he says something about like uh, some things people consider a weapon. Uh, you may not think or whatever, like like a, like this needle or a pin or a whatever. Pin, yeah. And then this episode is called Needlepoint. 
And so you had messaged me, I hate this episode, mm-hmm. when I was earlier before I started watching it. And I was like, I haven't watched it yet. I saw a black person and I was like, dope, a black mm-hmm. person. We haven't seen those yet. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> have wait, not. <laughs> I've not seen a black person. I think one, there was one in the bar. He didn't have any lines. Uh, I, I kind of recognize him from stuff. Like, I looked him up. He's been in a lot of things. He's mm-hmm. been around a long time. Uh, he comes upon Esther Roll, and I'm like, oh, dope. But I, she's a, a fucking great mm-hmm. actress. And then I realized about two seconds in, oh, he's just a pimp. And I was like, God damn it. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, oh God damn it, he's got to be a pimp. And then it's also voodoo. My note yep. says a yep. pimp and voodoo. God yes. damn it. <laughs> and it's six minutes long. It's the yeah. shortest it's the one short- of the world. This is your version of how Black History Month is the shortest month. Yeah, yeah. Like, this fucking episode. Like, <laughs> I, so he's a pimp to the point where when I went to the IMDb, their mm-hmm. character names are young man slash pimp. And gr- old woman slash grandmother. Those are the characters' names. The, Melinda those are beautiful is names. The only name Melinda, the girl who's dead, who we don't yeah. meet, mm-hmm. has a name. Our two characters we actually meet: young man slash pimp, and I bet old they, woman slash grandmother. I bet they also gave the dog a name. They probably wouldn't be shocked. Uh, so you see this young black dude, mm-hmm. and he's like walking. Also, it's the '70s, so there's no way to know who's young. Even like 16 year olds in the '70s looked like they were 38. Yeah, they still all had thick mustaches. <laughs> But he's like wearing like he's like on like a country back road, but he's clearly dressed like from the city. He's like a, a suit and a gold yeah. chain or whatever. And he comes upon this old woman who's like sitting outside, and he's like, "You oh, know, I came for help because I've been sick for three weeks, and it got she's really in this, bad." She's in this very true detective like cabin in the swamp. She's living in the swamp, but also like how. So we're dropped into this moment in the story of me, like, he's just on the street. We don't mm-hmm. know how he got there or whatever. But he clearly came from a city. But, like, what city is that close to the swamp, I right. guess? Like, it's just a weird, like, the geography of it doesn't make sense Yeah, to it's me. like Florida or New Orleans, Clint, maybe. That's about like, it. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, he's too, like, New Orleans would work. I feel like Tampa. He doesn't have a Tampa vibe to him. Se- he does seem like he had been in the car 30 minutes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't like, been a long day. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and he shows up and he tells her, and I, I'm not even racing through this story. It just is that mm-hmm. short uh, that he's been sick and he's come for help and it's been about three weeks. And He says, sometimes it's in my head. Sometimes it's in my stomach. Yeah. Like, and uh, she, he, she goes, you know, my granddaughter, Melinda, died three weeks ago. And he's like, oh, I knew Melinda. <coughs> she was a – we had some good old times together or whatever. And she's like, she worked for you. I was like, oh, God damn it, she's a pimp. Mm-hmm. And then, so what, uh, here's the whole story. He was her pimp. Mm-hmm. Did I don't know if we're meant to believe he killed her or she just died from I th- overhoeing. Like I don't, yeah, I don't like. Right, there, right. There's no real like. She didn't like OD. There's no real explanation as to how she died. Yeah, uh, it, she got motel room disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just a, a, a yeah, lethal yeah. case of bed bugs. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she went back to her grandma's. The, or whatever. Uh, the bed bugs ate her like the scarabs in the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, t- she's like. Uh, uh, obviously, so she's doing voodoo to him because to revenge for his yeah, yeah. granddaughter, right? And she tells him like he his argument was like women like me I can't help it I ne- I never t-. she goes he goes but I swear I never told none of them they would end up with me forever but, that, but that's not mm-hmm. no you're okay her <laughs> she knows you're a pimp she's like she worked for you she said that so yeah. like she's not mad that you le- you left her right. granddaughter for another woman. 
you exploited this woman's sex work, yeah. and then she died of some mysterious w- disease. Women can't help it. They come up to me, and yeah. then they start selling their bodies, and I take the money. I can't help <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so she starts sticking this fucking yeah. uh, voodoo doll to which he freaks out, chokes her to death. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. Quickly. So quickly. Not only just quickly, but almost like calmly. Like she like barely fights and is just like asleep. Like she yeah. doesn't she doesn't like gag or anything. She's just like kind of struggling and then her eyes are closed and she's just asleep. Anytime I see someone getting like, strangled in a movie, I'm like, if I were in that situation, I would just pretend to die really quickly right. and then they would stop. And that's like how that's quickly exactly <laughs> how fast it is. Yeah. Because if you like we live in a world of like true crime. Mm. strangulation takes a very long yep. time and a lot of effort and he just kind of choked her a little yeah. bit and somebody then... somebody explained it this way they were like hold your breath oh did you die in 30 seconds <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, he runs away but then he starts oh something stabbing him again mm. and it cuts back and cause there's been a dog there the whole time yeah uh, the dog is chewing the fucking uh uh, voodoo doll, the voodoo which doll. you would think would happen all the time because no, yeah, it's a chew toy. It's, it's a like chew exactly toy. a chew toy. Uh, but <laughs> if if my dog had been near that voodoo doll, we would have seen the man lift in the air and just <laughs> shred apart. apart. Yeah, yeah. No, it would last. My dog goes through those things in like eight seconds. That man yeah. would have been intestines everywhere. Yeah. Uh, he, the dog then buries the doll, and I guess that's what finally kills him. It's a little weird because, like, the guy, you would think. So the dog's like chewing it and shaking it and all mm-hmm. this stuff. You would think that would have killed him. Yeah, just he's actually fl- kind of okay. Like once he drops like the doll, he got, he's yeah, like okay. It's like he got punched a couple of times. He's like, yeah. oh, oh, he yeah. dusts himself <laughs> off, and then it comes back to the dog digging a hole, and then it like it doesn't. It then we that's the end of the story, and it cuts back to James Coburn, who then just tells us the end of it. It's so weird. (laughs) He pulls the voodoo doll out of a bag, and he goes, "Investigators found this buried uh, near the woman's house." Like. If it's just a doll buried in the dirt outside of the house, they would never have found it. They would, one, never have found it. Two, yeah. if the investigators did find it, why would they take it? Because yeah. they, they, they're they not voodoo investigators. Right. And secondly, how do you have it then? None yeah, of this yeah. makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Now now we're like – well, I think James Coburn is trying to build his own backstory. Sure. And be like, I'm actually a guy who uh, knows a guy at the police station or whatever. <laughs> That's how he gets all these stories is like he knows the guy at the police station. Yeah, yeah. He also like it, this episode. This story also kind of felt like th- like this was supposed to be a longer story, and they just were like, "Oh, we can't use it. We'll just cut this like the end out and make it a story yeah. in and of itself." Because you're like dropped into the middle of it in the beginning. It ends immediately. It's just like there's no real even like the a- short little stories have a twist. Like, we've seen a couple of these short mm-hmm. stories now, and they have a little twist, right? And they've, like, gone longer they, than a commercial they, break. They, 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 signif- yeah, they at least go through commercial yeah. break. And also, like, you go a certain direction, and then there's a twist, and then there's a reveal, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's been the sort of framework for these. Yeah. The guy gets to cut into people's legs, uh, the, the uh, couple cutting hobo's legs off, the time travel thing, oh, shit, it's Nazis. This, there's no turn. Yeah. He just shows up. She's like, you killed my grandmother. Stick a needle. There's no, there's no like, I'm surprised. It's just the that woman works might- the way it's supposed to work. It also should, that place should have just been called like 
grandma's voodoo shack. Mm-hmm. It was the most clearly voodoo. As yeah. soon as they walked up, I was like, oh, this is a voodoo story. I don't oh, yeah, know why yeah. I'm looking at this. Oh, y'all saw voodoo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all saw voodoo right there? Which leads uh, and that's literally it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the whole sto- show. Not, it's five could, minutes, six minutes maybe? It's I, very short. I could not believe when James Coburn appeared. I was like, that's it? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. I, I would, you would have thought like, oh, they'll be like, he, he'll yeah. go have to like make amends. Mm-hmm. That's also what's weird with this show is these are often shows like this are often morality plays, mm-hmm. right? Somebody does something bad and then whatever they get, what it they gets, deserve. yeah, it gets flipped back. There's around. very little of that in this show, like, but they think they're doing it. Yeah, too, yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, Um, which follows. We might as well get into the next, uh, the longer story of this episode, mm-hmm. which is the siege of 31 August. And it, I, I can admit, I kind of like this one. It's weird, and it's fucking. It is dark. When we, when you really think about this episode, oh yeah, it is dark as shit. It's, a, it's about a man struggling with PTSD who's beating his wife mm-hmm. and trying to force his failed yeah. soldier dreams onto his son, who eventually kills himself. That is essentially <laughs> yeah, what yeah. this story That's, is. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, when you to spell it out that way, yeah. I have a lot more respect for it. Yeah, I it's was fucking. I mean, I get you with I the thought, little. Yeah. I it, thought it was very boring. It can, it's kind of slow for sure. It definitely is too long. It oh, is God. too long. Well, I wonder if I wonder if they I wonder this, this is a chicken egg scenario. Did they not have enough of a first story, story and so, so they, they like dragged left a lot uh, left a lot in there that they might have kind of a lot of fat on it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. there is a lot of fat, yeah. Uh, <laughs> except not on uh, uh, who's the guy? Oh. Ronnie Cox, yeah, yeah, very yeah. slim man. Also, I never, I don't know that I've ever seen a young Ronnie Cox before. I only know Ronnie Cox as like the ball, bo- like the like the he's like the. Uh, head of the cops in Beverly Hills Cops. He's like always just got like white hair. I've never seen him. Was he in Deliverance? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to IMDb. I don't know. I my all of my Ronnie Cox thoughts are that. And then he's also in Deep Blue Sea in the weirdest sea. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes, but who is he in Deep Blue Sea? He's the, okay, so this is what's wild. Ronnie Cox is like, he's in RoboCop. He's like in things. Like Mm -hmm. he's like an actor for like that's lines and things. In, in, uh, in that, he's just a dude at a desk. Like, so uh, Samuel Jackson's, like, in a video, like, whatever, and he's like, goes to see his, this, the boss guy or whatever. He's the boss guy who's just sitting there. He doesn't have a single line, and then Sam Jackson leaves, and that's it. That's all wow. he is in that movie. <laughs> Clearly, like, a larger storyline got cut or something, but yeah. it's, it is like he is sta- like stares dead in the camera, never says a word. That's his whole role. It's weird. Wow. <laughs> uh, so in this, he is a farmer. It, mm-hmm. This is post-Vietnam. Also, it opens up with uh, uh, our James Coburn monologue of this is like something about how war leaves scars or some yeah, shit. War has victims, some that weren't like soldiers. Yeah. And he goes, some that weren't even born yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we cut to a farm. There's a woman working. Uh, Ronnie Cox pulls up. He has mm-hmm. good news. He's, he's, she go, he's like not only – like he, she goes, you go to the bank? He says, yeah. Also, I don't know why this is funny to me because it's just like generic farm talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, did you go to the bank? And he's like, oh, did I? Not only did I get the money for the well, but I sold – but I uh, I got us a contract for the beans. Mm-hmm. And she's like – she's like, all of them? She's like, whole crop. Good price too. I don't – this is a very dumb thing and how disconnected we are from our food supply. Yeah. I was like – 
I guess you do grow beans on a farm, I guess. I just never even think yeah, about that. Like, I'm like, oh, you look at this giant sprawling farm and you're like, oh, it's cows or corn or whatever. No, it's, it's beans probably. That also makes sense. Yeah, but you also are like picturing a modern day farmer just like pulling out his phone and going to the harvest app. Yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. drones come down and scoop all the beans out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever driven like through the middle of the country and see like – this giant sweeping thing of like corn or wheat or whatever. I'm from and Nebraska. Then just, okay, so yeah. never mind. Dumb. <laughs> and then it's just like a like the longest fucking machine. It's like an acre long machine with wheels that just kind of rolls across the top of oh, the yeah, farm that, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it does. That but is like, an irrigator uh, that sprays water out and it rotates in a circle to oh, cool. spray all the crops. Work. Yeah. Um, so he's got that. He's got a son. He's like, oh, where's where's Billy or whatever. No one cares what this kid's name. Uh, mm. Kid comes running. Kid's like, what'd you get me? What'd you get me? Yeah. He's got him some uh, some like GI Joes essentially. Company yeah, like, B, it's called. Company, yeah, and toy soldiers. What I thought was so dumb. There's two packages, right? Yeah. And they're wrapped in brown paper. He opens mm-hmm. the first one, and it's Company B. He goes, oh boy, I got Company B. What's the second one? It's just another yeah. company. Be- you couldn't just get different toys, right? It's just the cheapest. Like, just make a diff, make a company C, he make a him, second box. He got him two starter decks. I mean, <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's just get, so- the, get this, get this company B, and get the company C, the expansion pack. Clearly, get them just two of the same toy. Which yeah. I thought was very lazy. Uh, and like, he, it's not real war. You don't need the numbers. <laughs> yeah, but that's his argument is that, yeah. like, you have to be, like, because basically he tells him, like, I'm, so go, why don't you go set up mm-hmm. the encampment and I'll be by to inspect or whatever, which is, yeah. like, could be cute. Like, but, yeah. Could yeah. be, like, a cute thing you say to your, like, oh, my son mm-hmm. likes playing with G.I. Joe's. I'll be the general or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not. He's just, like, very serious about the way this kid plays with toys. Yeah. He's just, like, nope, you have to. He, at one point, he's, like, oh, that embankment you built, you're going to need a guy up there. You've left your flank open. Mm-hmm. It's, like, oh, you're just, like. Yeah. You're the like the uh like the foot like the guy who peaked at football in high school except for war. You're, yeah, you're uh you're a you're a stage mom but for a rock. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, uh yeah. We find out that uh so he's a Vietnam vet and now he's he is sending this kid off to military, military school. He's like 10 I think. Maybe maybe I think 10? they say he's 10. Okay, sure. Um he's little. Yeah. Also, he's I don't know why this was weird to me and I will come right back to this point. When we see him, he's, like, on a farm, but he's wearing, like, a, a kind of nice sweater and khaki pants or, like, kind of blue chinos. And I was like, okay, maybe the kid doesn't do, like, any farm work. And then the next time we see him, he's shirtless, shoeless, and overalls yeah. covered in dirt. And I was like, what is this kid's <laughs> right. life? Is yeah. he just, like, the deliverance kid or is he, like, going to school? I don't yeah, know yeah. He's the, well, that was church dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the dad sending him off to military. Yeah, school. and he is. He tells him like they have a one on one conversation, and he tells him like I want you to be more than I was, and I want you to like go to military school and like be a great soldier because the military will be great for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the mom is not into military school, Mm-mm. and they're having uh, some some conflict about it. The the mom tells him like he says I want my my son's going to be more than me. he's not going to be some dirt farmer mm-hmm. trying to pick a life out of the hard scrabble. He's going to be an educated man or whatever. And she's like, yeah, but he doesn't have to go to war to do that. Right, like, yeah. The, the military – she goes, the military already took your leg, by the way. He's got a leg. It's just fucked up. Like he has a bad limp. Yeah. Um, which he is leaning into. Like that's his bit of acting for this is yeah, having that limp <laughs> because all he does to have this limp is never bend at the knee. Right, right. So his leg's just constantly kind of stuck out too far. I'm yeah. like maybe it's supposed to be like a stiff prosthetic. I, I don't know. It could be. Uh, well, that – 
I don't know. That's not necessarily. Also, they don't make it like all it would take would be one shot of him pulling up a pant leg to show a, a fake leg. It doesn't right. Like, and we'd be like, okay, I get it now, but they don't have the budget for that. So yeah. like, they also, I don't think that competent of storytellers really. <sighs> so, <laughs> so the, the, uh, the wife, at one point the wife says something to him shitty and she, he shoots her this look and I wrote down like, oh, he, where is it? Hold on. Uh, the mom doesn't want this for the kid. Oh, yeah. She says to him, you sit here every night after night filling his head with stories, most of which are, aren't even true. And he shoots her this, like, bitch, you better watch your mouth mm-hmm. look. And I was like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, not, it's going to be fine because he's just going to beat the shit out of her repeatedly through the rest of his episode. Right, right. <laughs> like, that shit is, <laughs> like, like, just foreshadowing. He is a domestic abuser. Oh, abuse God, too. yeah. Uh, um, uh, there's a scene where we have a second uh, instance in this show of a man shirtless with a belt and jeans on. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Cox working outside in his belt and jeans. Yes. Uh, he – so the kid is now playing with these toys and the kid comes up to him and asks him about Don Locke. Mm-hmm. And not a name but like a village like mm-hmm. in Vietnam or whatever. And he, he says something. Like, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, – he says, oh, the colonel told me about it, and uh, he was out making a pontoon bridge with the colonel. It took a couple hours or whatever. So the kid is starting to get messages from the toy soldiers mm-hmm. about a massacre that happened in fucking Vietnam. Right. This is a 10-year-old child, and like the, like, t- he keeps coming back and I'm like, oh, how the, the soldiers burnt down this village, and it was all civilians, and it's like, what the fuck is going like it's very i that i found like effective to me this like kid coming back and just being like oh yeah you know the colonel's telling me about how you killed all those women or whatever he, yeah he's really taking it on stride too because there's never a point where he's like oh the toys aren't supposed to talk to me yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're telling about war crimes which is <laughs> an, uh, entirely another level like, and not only are the, are the toys talking more and more toys are showing up yeah the dad walks by and he gets furious because he he grabs the kid and he goes where did you get the rest of the, the toys? Your, there's more than the, that I bought than you, what I bought you. And where did you get the rest of these toys? It's like I don't know. They he's just like, keep coming. Yeah, he's like convinced the kids stole them. Which I, when is the kid How? left the, the farm? The kid yeah. can't leave the farm. You have yeah. the only truck or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You, clearly, this kid isn't walking there. I had the same thing. Like believe that. Like believe your ears too. At one point, he's laying in bed and he's hearing like war chatter and like you know men what I mean? like, shouting, men shouting, mm-hmm. and radios and whatever. And, like, some gunfire or whatever. But, like, clear war, like, the mm-hmm. sounds of war. Uh, and then the next morning he goes to the kid and he's like, did you sneak out of bed last night? And he's like, no. He says, well, I heard somebody setting off fireworks. No, you didn't. You heard mm. grown men having yelling yeah. conversations. Right, <laughs> right. Very clear. And you would think that with his issues in particular, he would his first instinct, if not that's just men shouting or whatever, it would be, oh, I'm just hearing this. Like, I'm clearly having – like I'm going through some Not shit. to just blame your child, your small child with a squeaky voice. Who he then like – yeah, who's clearly not talking, right? That yeah. clearly has a child's voice. He goes back to the dad and tells him about like, yeah, you know, they're starting to tell me about these massacres or whatever, to which the, the dad goes, Is it, who told you about that? Your mom? She's feeling – I knew she was going to turn you against me. Runs back to the house. The next shot is a POV shot of him hitting his wife. Yeah. It's wild. Insane. Like, it's insane. Like it's like if they did domestic abuse as like a first-person video game. Yes. That's the <laughs> shot. It's insane. It's it's your, when you're playing uh, GoldenEye and you run out of bullets. Yeah, you it, have that slap. It was that. It was that shot. Slappers only in Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. exactly what it is. Uh, 
which she <clears throat> brushes off relatively oh, yeah. quickly. She's like it, kind it, of. It does seem like it's happened a lot before. Oh, for so. sure. There's like, like, cause he does do one of the, he does like mm-hmm. a rate, yeah. like, I'll give you a fresh one kind of hand motion at one point. Uh, and he's like, I didn't tell you, I didn't tell, she's like insisting I didn't tell him anything. Mm-hmm. Says, you must have got it out of that book. He goes into his room. Why does he have, he has like a shrine to war in yeah. his, like, st- also this farm shouldn't have like a study, but it does. Yeah. And in it is just like an M16 mounted on the wall, a bunch of like flags and like war. A uniform. A and- grenade hanging on a hook. <laughs> that's yeah. the set dressing, by the way. And I was like, do you just get to take those with you? And he grabs a book that's called like the Vietnam Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, which, it's just dated, 1973 to whatever the fuck. Yeah. Which I don't know if we're supposed to think that that. Uh, book describes everything that ever happened in the Vietnam That's War. exactly what we're supposed to think because he looks up Don Locke in mm-hmm. the book and he's like, well, it's not in here, so it yeah. can't be real. So clearly we're meant to believe that that's the only thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, he goes <laughs> I, – I, I, the, the 90% of this book is the John McCain chapter. I can't <laughs> find anything about Don Locke. <laughs> uh, at one point he's like mad with the wife. He goes back out. To, uh, they're like talking and he sees smoke back by the barn. So he runs back and there's a fire. It's a fire. What is on fire is – where the kids' toys had been, oh, where the oh, kids' toys had been, <laughs> like the trucks and the soldiers, yeah. is now a tiny Vietnamese village, like thatch-roofed huts and like raised platform buildings, like a little Vietnamese village that's just on fire. It's on fire. It's just like this massacre that this supposedly yeah. this kid has made, but we know yeah. there's his, some supernatural his shit His happening. child, Nick Mullen, like, <laughs> <laughs> built a replica of, of the Miley village. Yeah. Massacre <laughs> village. Uh, he's like, that's it. Uh, he's like mad at the kid because he thinks the kid made this. Mm-hmm. By the way, if that kid made that, get him to art school immediately. Yeah. That is like a perfect two scale replica right. of a village. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that's beautiful work. Yeah. Uh, he, but the, I want to, there's some implications here of just, just occurring to me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we o- mostly only see like the toy soldier army like get bigger and like yeah, make yeah, with their yeah, own yeah, formations. Yeah. That's a village. That's like mini civilians somewhere. Sure. Is there an entire miniature universe? Yeah, I think around there's some. Farm, oh, what was that? Oh, Marin Call is that it? The, uh, the oh, Steve welcome, Carell movie that had come oh, out like, that was based well, on a documentary. Yeah, Welcome to Marin or something, something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah welcome to Marwin. There you oh, go. There yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that. It's just yeah, Steve Carell's yeah, in that Marwin. Village. <laughs> uh, the Marwin massacre. <laughs> so we find out that the 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 husband. Was flat out involved in a mm-hmm. massacre where they killed a bunch of civilians yeah. in Vietnam. And the show kind of takes his side a bit. Oh, yeah. Like, he, like, describes getting suicide grenade attacks. Yeah, yeah. And, so like, he's like, I, we, yeah, I was like, there. And I was there when that little girl grabbed Steve Johnson or whoever his friend was. Yeah. Uh, 12 years old. I saw her pull his pin and blow him the kingdom come or whatever. Uh, so like, and I was there when the fat cats in Washington tried to have us court-martialed for doing our jobs, and it's like, no, you murdered a bunch of civilians, you psychopath. And then the wife is like, (laughs) I don't blame you, I wasn't there. Like, that's her, there's no, like, it's it's weird, because yes, like, 
the massacre thing is kind of portrayed as bad. The kid no longer wants to be a soldier. He tells his dad, I don't want to be a soldier anymore yeah. because he's finding out about all these massacres and shit. And the dad's like, well, no, you're going. I'm taking you there tomorrow, which is, by the way, not how fucking <laughs> how any school works. He's supposed to go there in like November or whatever, like a few months from now. Yeah. Then he just calls the school and is like, I'm bringing them tomorrow. And the guy's like, like, yeah, all right, that's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we got a year round thing going on. Yeah, like, yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Uh, and then he asked the guy on the phone, who's Colonel or whatever, about Don Locke, and he goes, "Oh, how did you hear about that?" It's like uh, it was another massacre. It was like they, these people destroyed, killed all these civilians. We thought it yeah, was he soldiers. A, he describes a top secret war crime over the phone to this man. <laughs> <laughs> For two, to just this dude. Um, yeah, that's exactly what happens, yeah. right? He tells him, look, Don Locke was yeah. this massacre that happened. Nobody was around, so we covered it up. It's not something to be proud of. Right, right. right. But I'll tell you right now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that being said, yeah, write this down. Uh, so the next morning, he's supposed to bring the kid. The wife says, I'm leaving. I, by the way, not a good mom. The wife is like, look, I don't want you to take the son, uh, but if you do, I'm just going to leave. Or maybe take mm-hmm. the son, like, maybe you take you, the son yeah, with yeah. you. Like, what? You're leaving, you're just going to leave the son with this fucking clear lunatic? Yeah. Look, I this want you to violent the, lunatic? I want you to make the right call with my son. Mm-hmm. But it's up to you. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, he goes, the next, he goes to the barn, he hears noise in the barn, mm-hmm. and it's like Gulliver's Vietnam travels. Yeah. He goes into the first off. By the way, he doesn't just go to the barn for some yeah. full on PTSD mental breakdown. He goes back to his little war shrine, puts on his military well, uniform, d- his helmet. But Bef- before he does that, he flips out uh, and gets in his tractor and he oh, gets takes like the tractor over to, uh, where to the, where the toys are. Yeah. He takes the backhoe and he just starts like burying them yeah. in the sand and running them over back and forth, yeah. which doesn't seem like like a very effective way to no, ruin did, a bunch of toys. They're also clearly just sticking out of the dirt. Like yeah. they're not even like he didn't even do a good job of burying right. them. He would have yeah. it would have been better for him to put them all in a garbage bag or, and yeah, throw yeah, them away. A box of some yeah, kind, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, then he goes and puts on his military. He ha- still has his uniform. He puts mm-hmm. on his uniform. He gets his M16 with fully loaded clips in the drawer, which he gets to just have, I guess. Right. Uh, but and he goes out to the barn. It's weird because I picture any other farmer in the universe, and if they hear a disturbance, they would get their rifle. They have they a gun, sure. And then they would just go outside they, uh, and, like, chase someone away. They would not – Put on their old military uniform. Well, that's because this man is clearly having a full PTSD <laughs> mental breakdown. That's the whole point right, of this okay. episode. He's been like obsessed with the war. He wanted to be a soldier. He fucked up his leg so he couldn't do that. And now he's trying to force that on his son. That's the whole point of this episode. But that being said, he goes out to the barn and there's a bunch of little soldiers running around. Now they are – this is 1979 or whatever this show is made. So it's obviously very cheesy effects. Yeah. But he is his normal size and there are then – Tiny little men in uniform with tiny little trucks and tanks driving around, and they start shooting at him. And I kind of found this real fun because it was very Gulliver's Travels like. I found the small soldiers to be perfectly realistic enough. Like, yeah, it probably worked. It, it, when I first saw them, it startled me because yeah. I was not expecting like live action little. Yeah, men it's just little men to be moving little, around. Little yeah. men running around. It's they not film, toys anymore. Yeah, so it's like men. it's like when they film like King Kong or Godzilla, and you can tell that the they just like overlay two layers of film. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh-huh. So, except they also do a couple things that I laughed for a good thirty seconds at one of is so the, a lot of it is just like you said la- layered of film, mm-hmm. uh, but they also want to do stuff to scale. 
So they made a giant saw hand, like there's like a saw next to a bucket, right? Yeah. But they made them clearly oversized so that the little people, the people would look like little compared yeah. to it, right? Because you have an idea of scale. So there's this saw handle, and as their soldiers are running away, one of them just runs through the saw handle <laughs> for no reason. Easily could have went around it. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah. easier to go around than climb through, mm-hmm. but clearly whoever the set guy was was like, you know how long I made, took me to make that fucking yeah, handle? So many You're climbing through that, that goddamn <laughs> hole. Uh, I picture that soldier being the guy who walks through doorways and like touches the top of it. He just does <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. unnecessarily. Do it. Yeah. Uh, so he gets just shot up a bunch <laughs> by these tanks and helicopters, which, yeah. by the way, the helicopters that you can see every string holding oh, them absolutely. up. Just, they don't even try to hide it. It's it, very obvious. Yeah. Uh, the difference in effect and uh, care taken towards the soldiers versus that helicopter. <laughs> it's terrible. Dramatic. <laughs> uh, particularly since in the next episode there'll be an, an, another instance of something floating and you can, uh-huh. can't see the strings at all. It's perfectly fine. Uh, so he gets shot a bunch by these things and there's like some blood and he gets shot in the leg by a tank but mm-hmm. you know, little bolts but they're still fucking him up. He gets knocked down and then some gasoline spills, and he yeah. gets fucking burnt to death in his barn by these little soldiers who then run away. The gasoline spills, and it runs over towards the burning wreckage of the miniature the, the helicopter, helicopter that he smashed out of the sky. Uh, and the the barn burned. Well, the barn doesn't all the way. Which actually is a little weird because, like, he's, like, coughing, and then he's passed out, and there's all these flames and smoke. Mm-hmm. And then it pans out, and you see, like, an explosion. Yeah. Uh, like through the windows and the door to barn, and then the next scene is like the cops and the fire department have shown up. Barn's fine. Barn yeah. doesn't look like it's been burned at all. It's just a perfectly fine barn. It seemed like kind of a small explosion too. Uh, it was weird. It was kind of a weird, subdued shot. They're talking to the wife. You know, the cop. This I thought was really weird. The sheriff's talking to the wife and says, like, uh, you know, if you want to come stay with us. Oh you're yeah. Why are you offering that? The house is fine. Like, yeah, there's no the, the house didn't catch on fire. It's just a barn. Like they can just. Li- it felt like creepy the way he did it. There was yeah. just something gross about it. It was yeah. It was weirdly like paternalistic and like. Also, I thought it was weird that they just let that kid walk around that fucking barn where his dad just burned his ass. <laughs> there's like nobody. The kid's just wandering through this crime yeah. scene, I'm assuming it would be called. Nobody's investigating why this man had like tiny little holes in him. <laughs> or why he's dressed in his fucking war uniform. Yeah, Any yeah. number of questions. No, no, no One questions. might have. They just said if we'd only gotten here five minutes sooner, which I don't know if that's true. No, not true I don't at think all. that would He was help. for sure dead before you got here. They, they appear to live at least three hours from the nearest town, so. I also thought it was weird that he would see ostensibly American soldiers and immediately start trying to kill them, yeah. right? Like, and you not, think like, he's Mr. Soldier Guy, right? The yeah. first thing he does, he sees a little truck with a dude and then he picks it up and smashes it against yeah. the wall. <laughs> it's like, that's so, it's a wild move. They yeah. weren't even bothering you. Maybe have a conversation. And maybe it's, I... Kind I mean, like, I get you can freak out. There's little things running around what's happening. But, like, yeah, I think it's you're wearing like, the same clothes. Like, you're in the same uniform. I, maybe that would not register as quickly enough. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think I would probably freak out and try to step on them or something. Sure, I did laugh. So when he picked up that <laughs> yeah, truck, yeah, it was yeah. like, Mash! And then we see the man, like, crawling. Like, like, yeah, ah, you, his tiny little spine broke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And he says to the, like, the kid doesn't have to go to military school anymore, which is nice. And yeah. the mom, like, puts a jacket on him, oddly. Mm-hmm. Like, not, but it, it wasn't odd that he put a, she put a jacket on him. She just did it in an odd way. She, like, puts it over his shoulders without, like, putting his sleeves through it, which is perfectly normal. But then she buttons the whole front, yeah. Yeah. like, all of the buttons. Yeah. So he's just wear, like, wearing an oddly yeah. weird tight cape. <laughs> it's a very strange move. Don't want him to be able to move too fast. So yeah. gotta watch, keep an eye on him. And then he t- she tells the kid like you like she's like you know you can cry for your dad that's you should or whatever yeah I would hope so he literally yeah, just yeah. died yeah. he died eight <laughs> minutes ago <Yep. laughs> uh, but then she tells him like. You can stay out here as long as you want. And then she gets up and leaves. She's just going to leave the fucking kid in the yeah. barn that still smells of her husband's flesh burning. Like, yeah. it just there's happened. St- there's still uh, 50 police and firemen, like, doing their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go inside. Uh, oh, the other thing that made me laugh in this episode, and then we'll get on to the next one, is when he does call that uh, – the uh, – uh, colonel about taking the kid early and he asked him about Don Locke. The reaction of the colonel is the most cartoonish. Yes, he says like, saw. he asks him, he says something about like, uh, what do you mean Don Locke? And he immediately he like turns to the camera, yeah. rack zoom on his face, throw the paper he was reading. Did you say Don Locke? Did you say Don Locke? It's just like yes. the most cartoonish overthrow. <laughs> yeah. It really made me laugh. I forgot about it. That was a great, yeah, great zoom. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. yeah. It's just perfect. They had the most fun, uh, sh- uh, that was the most fun shot to shoot in that entire series, er, uh, episode, I bet. Yeah, for sure. Uh I kind of like that story. It definitely went too long, but like I really enjoyed the Gulliver's Travel shit at the end. Uh, it was super dark and weird, and I mm-hmm. just kind of enjoyed it. It was very silly at the end for how horrific the it, events it, leading up for to it were. Sure, very yeah. silly at the end, <laughs> uh, comparatively. Uh, which brings us to episode four, um, the first story of which is A Quiet Funeral. And this is one – is this the one with the camera and the light, right? Is this the story or is it the next one? The, um, no, the next one's makeup. So this is yeah, the story, is the story with, with the camera. Oh, with, with James Coburn. With James Coburn yes, thing yes. where he says – you said you have it where he says like – Well, he, has, he says uh, the – he says, oh, this film is ruined. ruined. Yeah. Because uh, there was a crack yeah. in the camera. And the the camera has it. to be completely light proof. Yeah. It has to be dark like a tomb. as a tomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then he says – so here's what's – so he says like – he talks about uh, this fucking character's name is like uh, Mac Vetch. Ma- Marty Vetch is his name. Mm-hmm. Marty Vetch. And he says like Marty Vetch is a low-level thug who's addicted to the nightlife and always has to have something going because he's terrified of death. Uh, he's like terrified of that black beyond where he's going to be alone forever. Yeah. The story is about none of that. No. Nothing of that happens at all in this story. He says that the man is afraid of death, but not more than a normal person. No more than a normal person. (laughs) And also, never mentions being afraid of death. He doesn't want to die at the end of the episode. Sure, yeah. But there's no moment during beforehand where he's, like, afraid of death. Uh, I laughed. I, I think someone on Twitter, being afraid of death is not a personality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... It opens with two old, like an older, heavy set dude, uh, mm-hmm. and they're doing some sort of deal. Uh, him and another older guy, and mm-hmm. I was like, "This is the young, low level thug who's obsessed with death." This right, doesn't right, make any yeah. sense. It's not. We'll meet him later. They're, a in, guy who's, they're, they're in a house sitting at a table that is lit by a single gas lamp single, in the middle. Also, when they leave that house, so what? They're, he's buying some. It turns out this guy like he's trading what, counterfeit what, money, but I don't know that he still is. He went legit. He's giving him something that is 
real. He does like he was. So the way I understand oh, okay. the story was that he used to be a counterfeiter, okay, yeah, yeah. forged documents, that kind of thing. But he went straight, and now he's doing straight business. Uh, and that's why the young guy's mad. He's like, "You went straight, and you left me looking like a bum or whatever." But like, if you're going straight, you don't usually walk out of an abandoned house it with a briefcase a, of fifty thousand dollars. Well, that was so weird because they had this conversation about like, "Yeah, I used to make all this stuff, but you know, now, now that I've gone straight or whatever, mm-hmm. he's made these whatever." They leave. The windows are boarded up. Why is yes, this? Ha- yeah, you, does this deal go on in a haunted house? Like, Why? what is this? <laughs> yeah, it feels like they shot it on the set that the opening credits were filmed. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't see any part of that house except for one shot of that room. That's it. It co- totally could be. Uh-huh. I'm positive that's what it was. <laughs> he leaves, and as he's driving, uh, he does a, he's turning, it's like going around a corner at night, there's a van parked on the road, but also his brake line has been, he tries to hit the yeah. brakes, it doesn't work, right? And that made me think, I don't, cutting people's brake lines used to be such a trope like in like movies and like fucking soap operas or whatever, I haven't seen someone's brake lines be cut. Can you just not do that on new cars? Um, I don't know if it's more complicated. I don't, I also think that it's kind of like I don't know if it's it might as, have been done. Uh, yeah, and I don't. It doesn't seem that it when okay. If somebody cut your brake lines, the you would find out within the first thirty seconds of you being in the car. Trying to back you would out not of have the, to get out. Trying it, to back out of my driveway. You would not like, have oh, to second. get on like a. Fast-moving road. For sure. Absolutely. So it's weird that that keeps happening. I don't know. Uh, so uh, he goes over this hill. He crashes into a tree or whatever. He's pinned in his car. And then the guy from the van comes down who looked like every 70s porn star mm-hmm. ever. Like He's wearing like a members-only jacket. He has his mu- fucking mustache. And he tells him that like, yeah, he, he's, he's, gonna, he's like, you got to get me out of here. Get me out of here. He pops his trunk and takes the 50 grand and he says to him like, you know, you went straight, which is great for you, but you left me out here looking like a bum. I got nothing or whatever. So you owe me this money. And then he kicks him, pushes him yeah. further off the cliff, <laughs> yeah. which was fun because like he's just kind of sitting there and all he does is put his foot on the bumper, push it up and down twice. And then yeah. the car goes just flipping over, over so rolls into a lake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I thought was very fun. Uh, um, he goes back to uh, his – he's in Vegas. Uh, and he goes to his girlfriend who is getting ready to leave him. Yeah, she's going to go back to Detroit. Going back to Detroit. By the way, she's packing in lingerie. Yeah. She's packing <laughs> in a lace camisole <laughs> and lingerie. That's what I'm wearing to the airport. Which is really like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah, looking yeah. very serious about leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She says this line. She says to him, like, you promised me action. The only action I get is you playing tug and tuckle on the postropedic. Tug and tuckle? I think, I, she, I think she said tussle. I still don't know what she's talking about, though. Like raping her? Tug and tussle? I mean, apostropedic is a bed. It was, like, a, very popular in the 70s. It's essentially people, for some reason, in the 70s wanted hospital beds in their house. It was like mm-hmm. an automatic bed where oh, if you hit a yeah, button, yeah. the back would okay. sit up or go down. Uh, so tug and tussle just doesn't sound good. Well, they're fighting over the bed remotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he tells her, you want action? And he pops open. She's like, give me one reason to stay. One reason. And he pops open mm-hmm. the, the briefcase. It's 50,000 reasons, yeah. sweetheart or whatever. She, he basically, she, like, 
He says, my friend had a car. He doesn't need it anymore. He had this terrible accident. I know, I know that that is a, that is a cliched phrase, but I just like, I just like the idea that one dollar is one reason. So <laughs> she, she's like, give me a reason to leave. And he pulls out a dollar. A single <laughs> throws it at her. Yeah. Ooh, fresh. <laughs> Uh, here's what I thought was funny. He tells her, like, look, you have to, uh, cut, like, you got to stay. I got all this. Like, like where'd you get that money from? She says. And he's like, oh, you know, I got it from my friend. He doesn't need it anymore. He had a bad accident. She's like, oh, this is murder. You murdered. Like, she figures yeah. it out immediately. Oh, yeah. And well, is a, he's not being very coy. Not being coy about it. And <laughs> also, she figures out it's murder. She's like, I don't want any part of this. And he's like, come on, baby. And she goes, yeah, all right. Like, that's, like, that's all the twisting yeah. of her arm it takes. It's just, he's come like, on. I need you, baby. And come she's on. like, all right, that's all. That's it. That's all of it. Come on, aid and abet me, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's like, look, I saw in the newspaper, they said, like, it, they said it was, he, he gets a copy of the Detroit mm-hmm. newspaper at the at the local newsstand or whatever. Yeah. And it says, oh, look, it's a fucking, it says it. They, uh, an accident. Accidental drowning. Accidental drowning. They're not. They don't think it's murder. We're free, we're free and clear. Uh, he's like, but look, I do. She's like, don't go back for the funeral. And so I have to go back for the funeral. Everybody knows he was like a dad to me. So I, if I don't go, they're going to get suspicious. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to Detroit for the funeral, and they and everyone's like, oh, he was so great, and he could. He could make a Lithuanian dollar or a New Zealand passport he, he, or whatever. He could make, yeah, he said he could make anything. The, this is the mortician talking. The mor- yeah, well, no, that's not the mortician. It's his friend. Like, it's just a guy. I think it's a mutual, like, mob associate. These guys are all criminals. I think that guy was supposed to be somebody they all knew, like, from the mob I, or whatever. But it sounded like... It sounded like uh, Marty said Marty complimented him on how good a job he did making oh, Charlie look good. Maybe that's I weird. thought I, must I, I might have missed that. It's entirely possible. I think that guy runs the funeral home, but he okay. also might he, be like connected because you know he clearly ha- knows Charlie. Yes, he, yes, like, yeah. he's he totally because he because he calls him an art, an artist. Yeah, and he says that guy could. What do you say? Uh, that guy could print anything from a C note to a Lithuanian passport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they say like, "Oh, you know, look, it's gonna be uh, tomorrow. Will be the funeral. It'll be real quiet. It'll be mm-hmm. great." And he's like, "Oh, I can't stay. I gotta get back. I got business in in uh, Las Vegas." But tell everybody how I, you know, I was here. He goes over to the coffin to pay his respects, and the guy in the casket fucking wakes up and grabs him. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, this is dope!" And it it, it, it does like oh. All it took was one fake newspaper. You should have yeah. known there was fake newspapers, man. He's an artist. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's the whole point. That's his game. That's his whole gag. They said uh, they, they said they, they said like the newspaper stand guy was their friend. Friend, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, that's all it took to get you here. Perfect trap. Yeah, I, it was right. Climbs I out, really liked it. Climbs out, flips him into it's the, the casket, casket, locks him, locks in the it, casket up, and they're gonna bury him alive in the fucking morning. I, yeah, it's great. I fucking thoroughly thought this was a very fun little twist. End. My favorite, uh, my I think my favorite little piece so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super fun and like doesn't overstay its welcome. Just yeah. super fun. Like and yeah. it's like an actual like morality, morality tale. Exactly. Done don't fucking yeah. steal from your friends yeah, and don't whatever. Knock, don't don't roll murder, your friend into the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was perfect. I really enjoyed this. Which leads yeah. us into the next episode, yeah. which is weird. Uh, <laughs> I kind of liked it too. I kind of liked it too. Yeah, it had yeah. a real amazing stories kind of yeah. vibe. Um, I don't. I didn't catch the name of this one. Makeup. It does, it's just makeup. It's called makeup. Yeah. Uh, it, okay. James Coburn starts talking about makeup and women wear makeup, and he goes, "Myself, I like the natural look. You know what you're getting." Like, shut <laughs> oh up. yeah, shut <laughs> up, gross old man. I don't like it. Yeah, he's like being a red pill guy, where like women are put on makeup yeah. and lying to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was gross, and I didn't like it at all. Uh, uh, 
But he's uh, we go we uh, we meet our hero. Yeah, a young Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Also, Brian Denny's kicking around yes, this episode. Yes, most star-studded one yet. Uh, <laughs> Billy Crystal's clearly down on his luck. You can tell because he hasn't shaved and his jacket's too big for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to see Brian Denny after having done a job for him. He had a yeah. slide and up. He also has a limp. He also has a limp. Well, he has a limp because he's been bitten by a dog. Well, I thought that he got the limp earlier because he said the dog almost took off my one good, good leg. leg. Oh, that's true. He did say that. That is true. Uh, so he probably got the limp from, you know, doing a war crime in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you get limps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he shows up and he's like, hey, so, hey, boss, you know, I delivered that envelope just like you said. I slid it mm-hmm. under the door. You should have told me about that dog, though. Look at my, I almost bit off my one good leg. Uh, and Brian Denny tells him, no, you, like, the house I sent you doesn't have a dog. You must mm-hmm. have put it under the wrong door. Yeah. And it, the, uh, he's like, no, it's like, you know, 3207. He goes, no, 3270. Uh, that's what your the, your associate told me. And the guy goes, oh, did I? You know, I'm sorry. I must have gotten it wrong. And then right then he's like, oh, you don't get the money because you put it on the wrong thing. Yeah. And Billy Crystal goes, no, I didn't. I did what you told me to. The right. other guy just admitted he fucked it up. Yeah, somebody fucked up and it wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, you're still not getting the money. Which, like, that's not the, mo- like, the mob move would have been like, oh, you put it under the wrong door, wink, wink. You must have messed up the numbers. The other guy should have been like, yeah, I, I, I told right, you to write numbers. Right, just be like, yeah, I guess no, I did I'm, fuck up, and then you still don't get the money. I'm fucking stupid. I <laughs> guess I fucked up the address. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't make any sense. Like, that move didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Unless it's just be like, this is how arrogant and like – Shitty Brian yeah, yeah. is, I guess. Unforgiving they are. I don't know. Uh, they're going to give him a fucking – he's like, get him a drink. It's a drink. You owe me $100. $100, you Show me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's back behind on his rent, and his rent is like fifty dollars. It's so, right, right. It's the, like the old days. <laughs> um, but he does rent look, control. Yeah, places. but he also lives in a shithole. He li- it's not the nicest place, but like I've lived. I would if, at a hundred bucks a month. I would absolutely live in an apartment. I suppose. Um, but like, what's that back then? That's also true. But also, I think it was supposed to be a low amount of money. Like he didn't. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a lot. We're talking about a hundred dollars being like life changing. Yeah. I don't think it's it's nineteen eighty. You know what it looked like? It looked like uh, Charlie's apartment in Always Sunny. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he goes to a pawn shop. Well, he runs into this girl who's bartending. Well, she's. <laughs> this was so weird. Mm-hmm. So he throws about like somebody get him a drink or whatever, and he's like he's basically meeting him. He's meeting Brian Denny in like the back of what is essentially a yeah. bar. But then the girl – this happened in the same place, right? I'm pretty sure this I does. think it's a different place. I couldn't because it looked tell. Like, because then she picks up a bowl of soup and he's like, what it, are you going to do, fire me? And I was like, why would this place have soup? I think I think he went to a – it wasn't Second clear location? because they showed no other There was exterior. no change. He just got they up. show an exterior, but yeah. I think he went to a diner. I think okay. that's supposed to be a diner. And she, she looked like a diner waitress. She did look like a diner waitress, but I just never saw him leave that room. So right, it was very right. was weird. There was no establishing shot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, look, I'm leaving town. Come mm-hmm. come with me to Miami. We can make it work. And he's like, I don't have enough money to get to the fucking south town, southbound bus or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she's like, well, you'll figure it out if you really want me or whatever. So she he goes to the pawn shop. He's going to sell this watch. The guy at the pawn shop's like, oh, Pete, come on. I, I gave, I'm the one who sold you this watch. I know yeah, what it's yeah. worth. I can give you maybe 20 bucks. Um, and he goes on. And he, Billy, we get a little sob story for Billy Crystal. He used to work at the plant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, every you remember all those days? Everybody spending money like it was going out of style or whatever. Yeah, uh, every, yeah. This town is going through a little economic hard time. Clearly, uh, now everybody, nobody has any money. Even the pawn shop doesn't really have any money. Right. And this old lady comes in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I was hoping to sell this, and it's uh, my husband was this actor. 
and you might know him from The Raven at Midnight or some movie, mm-hmm. and they clearly don't know what she's talking about. He's clearly like an old-timey actor that they're not. Yeah, his name's Lamont Tremaine. Lamont Tremaine. Tremaine with an M? Yeah. Nope, that's not a name. Uh, The old lady, I I wrote this down, she's wearing one of those old lady hats that make it look like you are a bird dressed as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like kind of lacy in an old lady way. Yeah, yeah, nasty. For sure. Uh, And she's like, oh, he was also in The Man of a Thousand Faces. No, they called him The Man of a Thousand Faces. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, well, what's this box? And he goes, oh, it's... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I told you. It's his makeup kit. And they yeah. open it up and there's like fake mustaches and all this stuff. And she's like – Powdered makeup. And she says, you know, people would say when he put on the makeup, he wouldn't just look like the character. He would become the character. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I'll t-, and he's like, I don't even know what to offer you for this. She also said that he made the makeup himself and mm. he she and he could have been a chemist, she says. Okay. Which is – Means he's a genius. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, clearly he's something. We'll yes. get to oh, it in okay. a minute. That's, that's true. I guess uh, uh, maybe a witch. I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's like magic involved. Yeah. Uh, so she uh, says, "Like, look, I'll take anything." Uh, I was uh, because this this is my husband and I's anniversary, even though he's dead. And I was like, I don't know why that would mean you'll take anything. Obviously, she just needs money. Uh, and Billy Crystal's like, "Hey, look, he's going to pay. He'll give her the twenty bucks and take yeah. the makeup case, right?" He goes home. He's looking through the makeup case, and he sees this thing, and it's like the Revenge of Colossus. Yeah, I think it's an eight. And it's the like makeup a, tins are all all labeled, labeled by the movie, movie, like the movie he mm-hmm. was in or whatever. And this was the makeup tin from the man, the Revenge of Colossus. Mm-hmm. And he puts on the Revenge of Colossus makeup. He just rubs a little, little bit on, on his, his hand. hand. Takes yeah. a little out, rubs it on his hand, and <laughs> just gets jacked. He, he rubs he, a little on his hand. Tall, all the time. He, he gets like taller, and his chest yes, down. Yes. He becomes <laughs> a strong man, and yes. he's actually very strong. So this yeah. makeup doesn't change your appearance. It changes, changes your physical you. makeup yeah. into a, a new thing. Mm-hmm. He becomes like this super strong like bodybuilder guy, but it's still just Billy Crystal with a bunch of padding yeah. under an yeah. orange sweater. <laughs> it's just not effective because he goes back to the fucking Brian Denny's bar, yeah. right? And he walks right in. He walks right to the back. He pretends and, to be his own big brother, Basically. But what's funny is as he's walking in, all these women are like, oh, who's yeah. this guy? It's Billy Crystal yeah, yeah, still. It's still Billy, it's still Billy Crystal's face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, not buying this. Uh, but he goes back there and he's like, you owe my little brother money. And he beats up one of the thugs. Mm-hmm. He, he snaps his telephone in half. He takes $300. He goes, this is for my brother. This is for his pants or whatever because his pants got eaten. And this is for his jacket, whatever. He takes 300 bucks from Brian Denny. Yeah. Brian Denny tries to say, hey, like, come work for me. Like, you're a hard man or whatever. And he's like, nah, I don't think so. You don't want to mess with me. I got to tell you. Oh, It's like, what happens next? He goes, like, you don't want to know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then he grabs Brian Denny's hand and like breaks it. I'm assuming <laughs> like you hear like cracking, crunching, like yeah. like he's just shattering his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he leaves, and they're like, "Do you want us to go after him, boss?" And he's like, "No, not right now. We'll get him. We'll get him later, or whatever." So he goes back. They they show up the next day at uh, Billy Patty. Crystal's uh, at Pete's or whatever his name is. Patty, it's Patty, <laughs> no one cares. They show up at Billy Crystal's fucking apartment looking for him. He's like, "Where's your brother?" And go, oh, he works at the dock or whatever. He then – here's where I'm confused. He goes back – he goes to the old lady to like be like, you got to take this makeup, makeup case back. But like are you going to – why? I don't understand. Yeah, No negative consequences he's experienced Oh, so I mean far. yes, they've shown back up but like but then they're just like, put the fucking Colossus makeup on and kick the shit out of him. I don't understand. Right. And like, also they don't like – they don't – 
They don't beat him and kill you. They're going to kill. They're going to get your brother. They don't. They're not to say shit about you. He doesn't even threaten him. Then saying like, if we don't find him, we're coming back here. He right. goes, we'll find him today, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. We'll find him. And yeah, like, yeah. Okay. See ya. Yes. <laughs> Go find that imaginary man who doesn't <laughs> yeah, exist. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very weird. But he freaks out and he goes, he's like, you don't understand. They're going to kill me or whatever. He goes, well, that's later. He goes back to the old lady and found, turns out she's died. Mm-hmm. The, the, last night. That last night she died. And uh, he sees the fucking Revenge of Colossus poster. There's a big muscle guy on it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like, whoa, okay. Oh, is this what you don't understand? Because I didn't understand it either. So he leaves the the makeup and he just he's like, ah, whatever. He drops it and runs away, right? He leaves mm-hmm. the makeup in the apartment. He goes back to his apartment. He opens up a suitcase and the, the makeup uh, box is back. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so the makeup isn't. It's not chemical. It's magic. It's magic, It's yeah. magic, right? Because she said, like, oh, he he could have been a chemist. And I was like, oh, this is, like, some sort of chemical reaction, steroid, makeup, something. Yeah. No, it's magic. It is full-on right. magic. But also, fine. I'm okay with magic. Did you see what was in the old lady's house, though? I saw the poster. Right. And then what? But did you see what was on the poster? Hmm. It was okay. So oh, it was kind of Billy Crystal's. Yeah, it was face. like Billy Crystal's I face. I thought so too. I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but it did kind of look like Billy Crystal. And I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know what that's <laughs> supposed to mean either. Um, but he comes back and he's like yelling at the makeup case. Mm-hmm. Because one of the bottles unscrews itself. Yeah. The makeup kiss has been opening it, itself. It just opens itself up. One of the bottles unscrews itself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't you understand? They're going to kill me. I don't, the, what? No, they're not. They're going after your imaginary brother. But whatever. Right, right. He goes, all right, have it your way. And he takes out the makeup bottle that has unscrewed itself. And it's called, the movie written on it is The Lady's Fortune. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh, is he going to turn him into a woman so he can, like, yes. escape? <laughs> this whole time, as soon as I saw the makeup Ooh, I'm kit. I'm a pretty lady. As soon as I saw the makeup <laughs> kit, I was like, oh, this is just an excuse for him to put on blackface and do that jazz man character <laughs> that he fucking has been doing for 30 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it doesn't turn him into a lady. He, no. uh, it, it, we cut to Brian Denny in a poker game, and they go, "Oh, there's a, somebody here. There's a high roller. He's got a bunch of money." Mm-hmm. And in walks Billy Crystal in a white tuxedo with an eye patch. Yes, and like, I guess his skin's like a little tanner or something. A little, a his little hair bit. Is slick. Back they a little. don't recognize him at, at all. all. Uh, he looks like he looks like a rich guy who is trying to fuck one of the Venture Brothers. Like, <laughs> It's the most cartoon of a cartoon of a Bond He should have had, like, a long cigarette holder. Like, he's just a mess. But apparently this is a movie about a gambler because he sits down at this poker game and just wins everything. Oh, yeah. Wins a bunch of money. No, here's the thing. He doesn't really – he wins $1,000, right? At the end of the day. Because what he does is he like it gets so he buy ins a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. every raises no, buy ins two hundred, raises a hundred, it's high stakes game. It's also five card stud, which is just not a game. No. It's just yeah. flipping cards and seeing <laughs> yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no poker involved. <laughs> uh but uh, basically, he he. We cut back. He's been cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see one of the old, one of the muscle guys walks out with another bottle of scotch, and he's like, oh, "That guy's cleaning up in there, or whatever." And he's like, "All right, I'll see you a thousand, and I'll raise you seventy two hundred. That's yeah. eighty two hundred. He's real cocky about it. Real cocky about in it. a way that like an evil rich guy with an eye patch would not be. I would think." <laughs> Uh, and everybody folds. So he only wins a thousand. He's like, I see your thousand dollars and I raise mm-hmm. you this much. Everybody folds. So he just wins a thousand dollars. Well, that game, that, that hand, hand, I guess, because yeah. he already had seventy two hundred. So he must least. have raised the rest. He must because he only had the three hundred going in, right? Or are we are we to believe that the magic gave it like 
the makeup also gave him money because he walks in with like this purse with cash in it that he didn't yeah, I don't have know, before. I don't know where that came from, yeah. where his entry fee but I, came I'm from. I'm guessing it's 300 bucks that he took from them. I'm assuming that's what we're supposed to believe. It's never yeah. really explained. Right. Um, but he uh, he walks in. So he makes some – he gets all the money mm-hmm. and Brian Denny's like, what? Did you have it? And he's like, you know, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and then Brian Denny flips it over and he didn't. He just yeah. bluffed him. It's like nothing. And I was like, yeah, but he still won. Like that's, that's still a fair – yeah. that's just exactly poker. Yep. And then dumbass Billy Crystal goes like, by the way – I heard my friend owes you some uh, yeah, money yeah. and peels off 300 bucks and leaves it on the table. Yeah. Why would you possibly – the whole point is you're in disguise. The whole point of this yeah. thing is this makeup makes you undis- – like they don't know yeah. who you are. Yeah, and so just goes, take the fucking money and leave. Why would you implicate the real you yeah. in this fucking he even game? says his own name. He's like, this is for Patty's yeah, death. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> These uh, guys who look like Patty keep coming. Yeah, taking our money. Uh, <laughs> Can't figure out what's happening. So they show up the next day at his apartment mm-hmm. as he's getting ready to leave for my – he goes and buys a plane ticket and he's like, did I say tourist? I mean first class or yeah. whatever. Uh, which I like that, he, that what is now like economy oh, or coach oh, yeah. used to be tourist. Tourist class. <laughs> uh, so he's going to leave but the mob shows up. They want their – he's like, where's all the money? Like why – but they still don't know that was him. So why do they think he has all this money? Right. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The, do they think that this uh, Venture Brothers guy just walked well, over to Patty's and was like, here's what I want. Fun. Yeah, it's yours now. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back on my steamership or yeah, whatever the fuck yeah. it was. Uh, Gets on a penny farthing. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's like a little bit of a tussle. Uh, and Billy Crystal is thrown off his fire escape into a dumpster, yep. which is in the opening. So the other thing that happens, <laughs> the opening of all these episodes has like a little montage of what's going to happen in the upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. And that is in the opening montage. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's don't show me that. Yeah, right at, <laughs> right before that, Billy Crystal says, they're going to kill me. Hey, and then and you see Billy Crystal <laughs> thrown off of a balcony. <laughs> 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 they're going to kill me. No! <laughs> so they look down. He's a, this was also a poor choice on the these gangsters be up. They see him in the dumpster and they're like, well, if he's not dead, I'm going to kill him. And then they go back inside and leave that way. Right, right, right. Just go down the down fire, the fire escape. escape. You're on the fire escape. <laughs> they come out. Well, it's not a fire. We can't use that. <laughs> they come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's not regulation. <laughs> they come back. They come there out. Rules. And he's gone. And they're like, where'd he go? Yeah. They can't find him. And the one guy's like, you stay here. I'm going to check the street. And he runs around the corner. And then he comes back around the corner like he's getting beat up, but there's nobody there. And he's like, mm-hmm. ah, he's getting hit. He's getting hit. He gets knocked out. Then the other guy sees this. He also gets knocked out by something invisible. You see the makeup case. You see something. You see the airplane tickets come out of his clothes. His clothes are like laying on the ground. The makeup case floats up and starts to leave. And they wake up and they see this and they're like, what's happening? Obviously, oh, we're been knocked out. We're groggy. It pans back and the last tin of makeup is Mr. Invisible, yeah. <laughs> which I also love that they clearly couldn't have the rights to use the name the Invisible, Invisible Man. Man. So it's Mr. Mr. Invisible. Invisible. And, which, uh, like, as soon as I saw them getting punched by an Invisible guy, I, I like, go, oh, oh it, an Invisible, Invisible Man movie. Yeah, 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 clearly. They, but they, can they pan <laughs> back? Slow pan Slow in. reveal. Yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> he played an Invisible guy! <laughs> <laughs> which, I, not only that, I love... What's your plan, dude? What you currently have is a plane ticket, mm. a makeup kit, you are invisible, and you have no clothes. You're yeah. going to the airport like this? How are you going to get on? Let's say you I, 
I don't know like, what's your plan when you get to the airport. You're I not going to be able to fly like that. Maybe he's going to sneak back well, up to his apartment. But he leaves. He leaves with the ticket. I so, like, I don't yeah. like, I, you're just walking away. Like, at some point, either that makeup's going to wear off. Whatever yeah. it is, you don't have cl- – you didn't bring a suitcase. You only brought your makeup That's kit. That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, th- I'm opening the makeup tin from the movie The Clothed Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just covered in jackets. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, I got – uh, <laughs> I'm wearing the makeup from Too Many Coats. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a movie from the 30s, yeah, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Just like, uh, like, like a real Charlie Chaplin type, like, like this on the poster yeah, with yeah. the coats on. Uh, I kind of like this episode, too. I thought this, like, uh, as far as, like, a whole episode, the two stories, mm-hmm. was, like, the most fun. The first, like, the short story I thought was really, like, the little twist of the fake obituary I thought was good. And then this was, like, a dumb story that made, I was, like... It wasn't long enough to be boring. Billy, yeah. Watching Billy Crystal be an idiot was fun. Like I, enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed this stuff. One. Like was happening. It was a yeah, kinetic yeah. episode. I do wish that they had, I do wish that the shorter episodes had been at the end. I think I liked that pacing a little for better. Sure, for sure. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, when's this come this out? It'll be out tomorrow. Tomorrow? No, no, I'm sorry. This will be out. Th- yeah, this is Wednesday. It'll be out t- tomorrow. Okay. Uh, at the Velveeta Room on December 13th, Avery Moore and I are having our annual Christmas show. Woo-hoo! It is called Avery and Adam Present a Christmas Banger. It is at uh, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, we're going to have some characters stand up. Uh, it's going to be fun. You should definitely do it. It's always a blast. The Sting is next Wednesday, so come out to that. There'll be a guest host. Christopher Hill is filling in for me because I will be at Butterf- uh ugh. At a Spider House Ballroom, doing a headlining set there, and then I'll make my way over to the Sting. So come out to one of those. It'll be super fun. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. I'm on a bunch of shows in December, so just t- uh, check out my Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe. All of that really helps us. Tell your friends. Uh, this show is produced by super producer Mike Moody at the wonderful Permanent Record Studios. And we'll see you next week. 